Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. It's so good to have you here. Another solo podcast. We'll have a guest next week. And if all goes well, we haven't recorded it yet. It's going to be recorded on Thursday. If everything goes as planned, you will hear from the host of my favorite YouTube podcast, and it's probably not who you think it is. I certainly have a number of favorites, but this is a long-form podcast in which they really dig in deep, and that's the part that I enjoy about it. So we'll get into all that. This week on the Tube Labs podcast, we're talking about words and the power of words. You may recall in last week's show, I talked about thumbnails and the importance of thumbnails and how I've been testing my thumbnails. And one of my thumbnails, well, a pair of thumbnails that I tested were exactly the same, except for one word. And you would be amazed. I have been doing digital advertising for a long time, well over almost 15 years as far as the advertising portion goes in digital, such as Google AdWords. And it's it's amazing how often a ad will get 50% more clicks just because I changed a single word. And the same thing goes for your YouTube videos. And there are many different places where words go and we're gonna talk about them because there are different strategies as it relates to the words that you use in different locations in different parts of your YouTube journey. I'm not gonna string out what those two words were because I wanna give you a really good example to think about going into this conversation. So I have two thumbnails. Same design, everything's the same. The color of the words are the same, except I switch out the word magic with the word secret. And then I tested them. Which one do you think did better? One said comet magic, and the other one said comet secrets. So there's actually an S there. Comet magic and comet secrets as it relates to Facebook. It was about commenting on Facebook. And the winner is Comet Secrets. Comet Magic had a click-through rate with the same title. Both of them, remember, have the exact same title. Comet Magic had a 2.31% click-through rate. And the Comet Secrets had a 4.75% click-through rate. So we're talking a big difference here, almost 100%. Maybe it's 85%. I haven't done the exact math here, but you can certainly if you wish. But the point is that's going to get a lot more views and opportunity, which of course, well, will help that video perform double what the other thumbnail would do. And could it even be better? Could I test it again? Absolutely. Maybe there's a better word that would attract even more attention, that would be more powerful as it relates to that video. Power words are important, and there are a number of articles online. I would look up power 
words. And there are a number of articles that have lists of power words for different situations. I recommend that you, you just bookmark one or two of those lists. So when you are thinking about creating titles or adding a little bit of text to your thumbnail, you use the power words to get people's attention. You may have a base idea of what your video is going to be about. And honestly, I would have a few of those power words ready. Maybe switch out the power words. If you are looking at your thumbnails and title and see your video is not doing very well, well then maybe you can switch out that thumbnail or that title with just a power word. Or when you are planning your next video, make sure that you have your basic title and maybe you've done your keyword research in Morning Fame or TubeBuddy or VidIQ. You've, you've, you've looked around to see what's worked on other videos and then you take that one step further and put in a power word that makes that title or that thumbnail more exciting and it makes a big difference. If somebody is going to, and, and quite often it's just psychological, but if people see two thumbnails or two headlines and one is kind of boring or just straightforward and the other one has a power word in there, chances are they're gonna click on that one before the other video. But not only should you use power words in your thumbnail and in your title, you should use them in your video and actually make a plan around using those power words, especially in the very beginning when you're introducing your topic or saying something to people in a way that you wanna get their attention to keep them in the video. Use power words along the way. Now, when I create a video, I will outline my video with headlines and then I will speak just off the top of my head with the information that I have and understand. And maybe I'll do some research and put in some information that maybe like statistics that I didn't have at the ready, I didn't create, but I needed more information to back up my topic. And so I'll do that. But I can put power words in that sentence. Although I don't have a whole script, I can make sure that power words in, are in that original sentence to keep people going. Even when you're recording your video, try recording things a few times if that is the type of video that you're creating. And try mixing up the words along the way. Now, some of us just do that naturally. We, we can't say, say the same sentence twice the same way, and that's just fine. But if you can think of maybe different types of power words that you can throw in there. So you can do one take with one power word and another take with another power word and see how that flows in your video. And sometimes it's very obvious while you're watching or listening and you use one power word and then even while you're saying it, you're like, oh yeah, that's the word. But then you give some others some try and maybe another one comes along and it's really helpful. People judge you by the words you use. It's, it is, that's actually, I think, in a commercial somewhere. People do judge you by the words you use and you should be thinking about ways to increase your vocabulary, but not only that, just to use and be mindful of the types of words that can drive one more views as well as longer viewing sessions. Because words are what are going to do it. 
in most cases, in most types of videos that we create on YouTube. It's also important to consider the words that you use in your descriptions and play around with it. If you can get people to read your description, get excited about the video, not everybody does, but some people look at the thumbnail, then look at the title headline, and then look at the description for more information before they push play. Some people look at it afterwards, but the, the fact is there are enough people that look at the description that it's worth making sure you have crafted that at least the first sentence in a way that brings people in. And quite often, that first sentence is not as strong as it should be. Sometimes people set up what they're about to say. They set up the hard-hitting, important stuff further down into their paragraph. I can't tell you how many times I have found amazing first sentences by stripping out the first two or three sentences that were just, just blah, 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 and not a very much importance, and in the hard-hitting, to-the-point, get-your-attention sentence is right smack in the middle of the paragraph. Something else to consider when we're thinking about words is the idea that our friend Dane Golden talked about in a previous podcast. You can check that out, look, and you will find a podcast where Dane Golden talks all about you and the power of the word you. He actually ran a study, I believe it was with TubeBuddy, and they looked at how well videos did when people used the word you in a sentence as they're talking to them in the very beginning of the video, as well as in the title. And it could very well have an effect in the thumbnail too. And it's certainly worth testing. The word you, or variations thereof, you, your, so forth, play a big role in terms of how much people click and how long they view the video. So I have an assignment for you. Look through your videos and see if there are titles that have you or your. You can go into YouTube Studio and you can actually filter through your titles and just put in the word you and see how well those videos are doing. Another thing that you can do is use groups and you can compare groups of videos that are using specific words. There may be a group of words that perform really well for you. And there may be certain terms or certain words that you use often in your videos. Just go through and observe those words, whether they're in the title or in the thumbnail and group them together and compare the statistics. It's quite possible that the videos that have the word you in the title have a higher click-through rate, or maybe there is a certain word related to the types of videos that you're doing that you put in the thumbnails, or some sort of exciting word that is designed to get people's attention or make people feel sorry for you or make people happy for you or make people happy for themselves or angry. There could be certain words, trigger words that you're using regularly that you can compare in those groups. And again, you can do this in YouTube Studio 
And again, go into the group section and add and create a group and you can put all the videos that are related in one group and another. And if you don't know how to do that, hey, I have an idea, go to YouTube. I'm sure there's an example somewhere of how, maybe that's something I should do on one of my channels, show people how to put videos in a group for comparison. Not a bad idea. See, new ideas come about from problems that may not be fully solved. But who knows, there could be a ton of videos on that. I guess we'll have to check that out. Now, sometimes we actually get in ruts and we use the same words over and over again. And once we start to analyze those words that we're using in our titles, in our thumbnails that we think are powerful, but there could be a, a better one. For example, the magic versus secrets. Magic seemed like an interesting word that has a little mystery to it. And well, maybe the word mystery works better than magic. And certainly... Secrets worked much better than magic, but maybe there's some words you're not using that maybe you should use. And where do you find those? Well, look on your competitors' videos. Well, they may not be direct competitors, or maybe there is a topic you might want to look that up and see the different headlines that that person has used through the years and the headlines that seem to get the most clicks there may be a theme there. Maybe you'll see a word that they are using or a word that you are not using that maybe you could try out in some of your videos. See, the thing is, a lot of times we get hung up on the keywords in terms of search. What is the keyword related to the terms people are searching? I would bet in many cases, it's the power word that plays a bigger role in terms of the clicks and the amount of people that actually go to that video than it is the actual keyword. I'm not suggesting that you don't use keywords and there's often a debate. I mean, a lot of times we see the big YouTubers just using very simple sentences, you know, watch this, um, did you know? I mean, it could be anything because they already have a base of subscribers who are going to watch that video and push it where it needs to go, giving YouTube enough data pretty quickly as to the type of video and the type of people who like that video because there's enough data to figure that out. Where maybe smaller YouTubers, especially people just beginning, they're there isn't a lot of data. So the data that you can put in there, especially in the title, a key word related to the topic, gives YouTube a little more information to help push it out into the right direction. Just like, just like tags. Again, tags are not highly valuable, maybe in the first few hours, to, to give YouTube some direction, some help. But again, ultimately, YouTube is gonna base where they show that video based on people's view history and the types of videos they like and how they react to it. So YouTube does use a lot of data. And if you can get people to click, that can be much more powerful than again, having that keyword there. Again, using something simpler with power words. Now you may be thinking, oh, you mean clickbait, you mean, get people to click and all bets are off. And I'm not saying that at all. It needs to be relevant to the video. And so someone clicking on that title and that thumbnail, which can work together and can have support words. 
Something that often happens is especially newer YouTubers will use the same words in the title as they do their thumbnail rather than using support words, letting each of these elements support each other to increase the odds that people will actually click. So maybe your thumbnail has the base information about what that video is about and then the title is responding to that amazing thumbnail that tells what the video is about. So it's supporting the thumbnail and that click then drives people into view that video in a way that they have the expectations of what is really coming. They really know what to expect and they're not surprised with something completely different than what was advertised. By far the most important thing is to understand your audience and the kind of words that they attach to, what is of interest to them and what triggers them to click. And different industries, different types of videos, genres, niches, they all have their own key words. And sometimes understanding what the jargon is and being able to get outside of the jargon but say the same thing. Because sometimes we use jargon that we know within the industry and maybe our peers know, but people who are searching for information would have no idea what you're saying when you use some kind of jargon that's industry specific and they are not in the industry. It's really important to understand what it is you actually need to leave out, the kinds of words that will just confuse people. But again, it is your audience that knows what they like and you should be testing. We, this is Tube Labs. We talk about that. We talk about testing and I think it's really important to always test your ideas and learn how to use those groups that I mentioned before. I think that is going to be a great benefit for you. I, I, I can't tell you how many larger YouTubers who are really doing it right do use groups of their videos and compare series, different types of groups of videos. In other words, they may do a series of six or eight videos related to a topic and then do another series and then compare the results to see what people actually seem to like, the view duration as well as the click-through rate and so forth. And then you can compare all the different things we've just talked about as it relates to words. There are many ways to approach this in many styles. Understanding that maybe your audience absolutely loves a good question and they're gonna click on a question twice or three times more than they would if you just made a statement in your thumbnail or in your title. Words really can get into the psychology and into what you're doing and your viewer. I mean, there really is a psychological factor when it comes to the types of words you use, whether you're speaking them, whether you're using them for your title or thumbnail. When you're speaking, another thing that you can do is take a look at your competitors and not only understand the kinds of words and the vocabulary that they use and their different levels. Obviously, your audience, if you're focused in on a children's audience, you're going to have a different vocabulary and, and maybe your 
maybe your vocabulary is too high for the the audience, maybe too complex for the audience you're going after, or maybe your vocabulary is too simple for the audience you're going after. Make note of what the successful people in your area of YouTube are doing. Also consider the pace at which they speak. Consider the types of words that they emphasize and the types of words that they don't use. Sometimes it's what people are not using that can give you a clue as to what you should or should not be doing. But in the end, in all of this, we don't always know. And I've done some tests that I thought were obvious. Sometimes we think we know, but it really is important to test these things out. And I think the best piece of advice is what I was talking about a little bit earlier, and that is to have a few options for you to consider. Multiple thumbnails, multiple headlines with different power words at the ready. So if you see a video is not doing well out of the gate, maybe a few hours, an hour, you, you can decide. You know, you know how your channel reacts. Sometimes, especially early on in channel development, you really need the 24 hours to get enough viewers to make any kind of a decision. I, I remember the frustration that I had early on in my channel where it would be 24 hours and I didn't even have 10 views. And I'm a data guy and I wanted more information to make good choices to grow the channel. It just wasn't happening. I was not getting a lot. If I got to 20, I was thrilled absolutely thrilled because I had just a little bit more data. I got to 50, man, I, I ha finally had some data to work with. But in many cases, we want to try to get to 100 views. And believe me, I know that's not as easy as it sounds. Uh, it's amazing how often people talk about, oh, yeah, you know, just work with your first 100 views and see what you can look, you know, a lot of us, especially in the early days. And believe me, I'm not necessarily when I say early days, I'm not talking about the first few months. I'm talking about the first couple years that I really struggled and before I got videos with a lot of views. But, you know, now I have one that's just just about to hit 100,000 views and many with tens of thousands of views. But even my regular videos you know, getting over a hundred for me specifically. And a lot of that has to do with the sins of my past, the way I've worked on the YouTube channel and not have not done it properly. I'm fixing that now. And that's why it's the, the views are much higher than they were, say, two, three months ago because of what I'm doing and the subscribers. Subscribers are up three, four times because I'm really doing what I need to do to grow the channel. And sometimes let me just end with this. Sometimes while we're growing our channels, we hear about things that we need to do. And we hear about doubling down on things and really digging in deep. And we're like, oh yeah, and we try it. We try that, okay, I did this best practice and then I moved on. It just, it didn't, it didn't help very much. So I'm, I'm doing some other best practices or I'm not staying consistent with that best practice. And the fact is you really have to dig in deeper to those best practices. And here's a great example. You may hear that, look, if you have a video that's doing well, double down on it. And we mistake that idea of doubling down as make one more video, just like it. No, not a video, six, 10 videos that is totally related just like that video. 
And he said, I, I, I don't want to make that many videos on that topic. Well, that's, that's what it takes, though. And so best practices means you need to dig in deeper and deeper with the concepts that we're talking about. So when I say test power words, don't just go in and find a power word, test it, see how it went. Oh, okay, you know, secrets works better than magic, so I'll use secrets from now on. No, keep testing. Find something that's going to beat out secrets and still use secrets, but have the keywords, the power words that traditionally get more clicks because you don't want to use secrets every single time, but you would like to have a quiver full of powerful keywords that you can use regularly and understand which videos those, those power words work best with. So you have to dig in deeper and do it deeper than you thought you had to before because that's what is required today on YouTube. Hey, I'll talk to you next time with a special guest. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at thetubeblog.com.